Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're with us. I'm Brent Gove, and I have my co-host today. Eric Lafon, and we are excited to be with you here today to share another great edition of the Brent Gove podcast. And our topic today is being intentional with your life and with your business. And Brent is the most intentional human being I've ever met in working on these different areas of his life. And I'm so excited to have him share the things that he does to be intentional with his life. Awesome. Well, th- thank you, Eric. And here we go, you guys. Well, probably where I learned to be intentional was I was 19 years old. I'm now 56. So this is going back 37 years ago. I was washing dishes and my dad gave me these Zig Ziglar tapes that I had my Sony Walkman, just like the um, Guardians of the Galaxy when Chris Pratt is dancing through that opening scene with his Sony Walkman, if you remember that. And I had mine on and I'm washing dishes, big polyester urethane bib on so you don't get the soap scum all over you. And I'm listening to Zig Ziglar. And I mean, this is great. They're paying me $5 and 37 cents an hour to listen to these tapes so I can become successful. And I'm the first tape I ever listened to Zig Ziglar says this, he goes, it's really, you're either in life, you're either a wandering generality or a meaningful specific. And think about that. Isn't that true? So if you're going to be intentional, like what is your intention for the balance of this year and next year and the next five to 10 years? Are you just kind of Living to die or are you dying to live? Same words, different order. Living to die, you know, you're going to retire, you know, ch- check out someday. Or are you dying to live, to make a difference, to be a history maker, to be a globe trotter, to, to make your mark on the planet? for good. And, and so we, we, of course, I know everybody listening here wants to be a history maker. You want to make history. You want to, you want to be known for loving and caring and serving. So you got to be intentional. And that means you're not going to be a wandering generality. Um, I think Eric, when you meet people and you go, well, what are you going to do this week? And re- we'll use real estate because we're mainly a real estate focused here. Go, oh, I'm going to show some property, maybe do an open house or two this week and hopefully get a listing appointment. You talk to them and you, Ask people, do, just for fun, do a beta test. Ask people, what are, what are your plans this week and this weekend for real estate? They will sound exactly like that. What, what you don't hear is that, well, I'm going to contact 20 people today by noon. I'm going to do a listing appointment this afternoon. I do that every single day. And this weekend, I'm going to spend time with my family. But because I've mastered lead generation, I'm very intentional on what I'm doing every morning I have so many clients, I'm able to get all these listings. And then on the weekends, I actually can enjoy my family. I don't even have to work. And I'm going to sell seven homes a month. And I'm going to make an average of $10,000 net profit per home, which is $70,000 a month. Multiply that times 12. And there's your income, you know, over $800,000 a year. You pay your taxes, you make a good living. What else are you going to do? So I think in life, people get what they aim for and they don't aim for much. they um, Another great saying, and I'm going to let you chime in on this, is Tony Robbins says this, you get what you tolerate. And I think that our standards are too low and we tolerate like what kind of car do you drive right now? Is it clean or is it filthy? You know, how about your house? Is your is your house just a bombshell? Is that how you tolerate life? 
or do you pick it up as the dish is done as your master bedroom closet, something you would let the governor of your state walk into, or would you be embarrassed like, oh, heck no, my master, my closet's a bombshell, and, or you don't even have a closet because you're couch surfing because you've tolerated things in your life that have led you to sleeping on friends' couches because you don't even have your own place. So it's kind of step up, step out, get focused, and be very intentional about What's it going to take? Um, for example, I'm sitting here with my friend, Danny. Here's Danny right there. Say hello, Danny. How you doing? <laughs> he flew out from Port Orange, Florida. He's hanging out with me for three days. He's shadowing me. He's just sitting here watching. But just before he got here, my wife and I were doing marriage counseling because I'm intentional about my marriage. And um, my the counselor was asking me where she'd rate our marriage and where I am. And I gave her a rating. She says, well, how could we improve that? I thought of two things. I mean, it's just clear as day about being intentional. My wife loves it when I communicate with her exactly what's going on today, what appointments I have, what's happening tomorrow, what's the week look like, what's the month look like, what's the year look like? Because that's an area that I struggle is in communicating with my wife and, and, and to really bring her into exactly what's going on. But I sit there and we have a cup of coffee and we talk and I really fill her in and get her plugged in. She thrives on that. Right. And then the other thing is to include her, to be super inclusive, not like, well, of course you could come. You're my wife. Like, honey, Hey, I'm going to have this dinner tonight at Ruth Chris Steakhouse or Flemings, or I have this breakfast Saturday morning. Would you like to come, man? I'd love it if you came. And I love my wife being with me, but she wants to be invited, not just feel like, you know, she's entitled because she's my wife. She wants to know that I want her there. And I know those two things ring her bell. And those are areas that I need to work on. And so I'm being intentional. I'm excited about communicating with my wife in those areas because I want a better marriage. You will hope is not a strategy. Hoping you have a better marriage, hoping you have better physical health, hoping you'll sell more homes, hoping you'll attract more agents. That is not a strategy, but being very purposeful and intentional and coming up with a strategy that you could implement, those make a big difference. What are some of your thoughts, Eric, on um, some of what I've just shared? Well, I, I, I love what you're sharing. And I want to I wanna get into some specifics because of the amount of time I get to spend with you with the podcast and with what we do in business together, I get to know you more than most. And so one of the things that I know as part of your story with EXP that when you came over, you were very intentional with agent attraction. So let's start with that. And then I want to expand it out into other areas of your life. So could you just speak to being intentional with agent attraction? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I was literally with Danny. We were driving here. I went and picked him up at his hotel, brought him back over here because he's, he's a guest he's visiting and I was talking to one of the number one agents in the world. He was actually the number one agent seven times in the past 17 years worldwide for Keller Williams. Out of 180,000 agents, he outsold every one of them. And he's famous in Sacramento. Everybody knows him. And he's telling me on the car, he goes, I'm done. I go, what do you mean you're done? He goes, I'm done. He goes, I'm going 100% agent attraction. I'm like every homeowner. Every news anchor, every TV station and radio knows this guy. He's famous in Sacramento. He's been at it 37 years. He sold over 10,000 homes. He says, I'm completely done. He says, I'm going to do what you did. And so he's going to 
put someone in charge of his team because his revenue share income from EXP is far exceeding what he earns as a mega star real estate agent. He goes, he goes, can you imagine what's going to happen when I get super intentional and devote 100% of my focus to this? Because in a part-time effort over the past three or four years, he's exceeded this like like you're kidding me. You make more money from revenue share than you sell in all these homes. He'll get ten and twenty thousand dollar commission checks. And remember, he sells a lot of real estate. He's so he goes. So he's all excited. Danny was with me. I go. This is a prophetic, pro- profound moment. He was asking me what it was like as I transitioned because I had a team of eighteen agents. I was doing over a hundred million dollars a year. I had a hundred million dollar year sales team, and and I got to thinking about it. And I thought I transitioned like a year, year and a half later. And I did. It was 17 months before I quit personally selling real estate. But as far as my team, I actually trans um, did that um, transfer day one. The very first month, I took my number one agent and put her in charge of my team and gave her half of all my income. And I didn't realize that. So he's gone three years where he's had all the income. But he's also, if you have all the income, you have all the responsibility. And so um, I was intentional about freeing myself up to go 100% uh, agent attraction. I did list the low-hanging fruit. I was selling 60 homes a year. I said, I'm cutting that in half to 30. And I literally, that's cutting your income in half, but I had to create margin. So I was intentional about that. And I took the 30 easy ones, the 30 ones that were a stretch, the 30 ones were like, Man, this 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 couple, they're gonna be a they're gonna be a, a piece of work. This is they're not like, oh Brent, we love you, whatever you say on the list price. And you could tell some some buyers and sellers are just tougher. And so I took the harder ones and I let them go. I referred them out. And then I take the 30 easy ones, the low-hanging fruit, the peaches, and I picked those juicy peaches and I did those 30. What I did was carve out a lot of time and was intentional, and my business absolutely exploded. In fact, Eric. My greatest regret of my first year in EXP was eight months in, I broke all of my personal sales records. I sold so much real estate. I think in one month, I made $180,000 from my personal sales, not for the year, in a month. And it is my hands down, even five years later now, my greatest regret. Most people will be like, oh my gosh, you made $180,000 a month. I am grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for that. But it was, it was a, a foolish thing to do. Yeah, what's foolish about that? It was the only month that didn't sponsor anyone. It was the only month that didn't change anybody else's life. Um, every month I was sponsoring agents and changing their life. And then they, they acquired stock. They acquired revenue share. They're a part of a family that loved them. And there's lots of agents at Sotheby's and Coldwell Banker and Remax that, that are parts of families that love them. And they have that, but what they don't have is they don't have ownership. They don't have the equity piece. They don't have the revenue share piece. They don't have people who benefit if they do well. You know, if they if they do well at Cobalt Baker, who else does well at Cobalt Baker? Nobody. They're like, oh, dang it. Joe's number one again. Tammy's number one again. And who else? They're, they're envious and you inspire them to be better. And that's a good thing. But when people benefit from your success, they're going to get in there and work with you. So it's not just you. It's, it's you and somebody else. It's one plus one and it doesn't equal two. One plus one equals 11. When you have people helping you, you get 11 times more done. And so I, I think, again, I became very intentional about agent attraction from day one and I created momentum 
And if I look back and I'm going to hand this back to you, I sponsored 25 people in my first five months. A lot of people do 25 people in a year or two years. And you don't create the kind of energy. You don't create the kind of momentum. When you do it in a condensed period of time, it's like I always say, taking a can of Coke, shaking it and popping the top. And you get this carbonation and this chemical reaction explodes and everyone laughs or they run for their life because you have this Coke that exploded and it's bubbling up all over you. So long story short, um, I was so intentional that I created like a volcanic eruption in the world of real estate that I'm still writing today. And so anyone listening to this, if you want to get real serious about agent attraction and do certain daily metrics and master lead generation for listings, well, guess what? You have to master lead generation for agent attraction. It can be done quickly if you pay the price and become super, super intentional. Back to you, Eric. All right. Well, that was that was fantastic. And I want to now take the conversation. And so far, we've been talking about real estate. We've been talking about agent attraction. Now I want to expand it and talk about life because okay. you are intentional, not just on real estate. And I want you to share with, with our listeners how you approach your week. Because you were sharing with me about, you know, the different priorities that you have in your life and you you get it scheduled. And could you just speak about your week and as it relates, yes, to agent attraction, yes, to real estate, but the other areas of your life as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you basically have, I'm looking for my little sheet. Oh, it's right in front of me. Oh, funny. It's like looking for your glasses when they're on your head. I'm like, where's my little sheet? So it's right here. So um, you, you have the, the five major areas of your life, which is your physical, your financial, your recreational, um, your business, which is part of the financial and, um, you know, your family. And so you, you got to be intentional. You can't, uh, it's the old wheel, right? Right, right there. And you can see I've been filling out my wheel and I constantly check in. How am I doing with my family? And um, if you look here, I have pretty decent high scores on the wheel. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Is there room for improvement? There's not one area, by the way, I aced. I can, you can always get better. Um, the lowest area for me was my health. And a lot of people know I've been battling that and I'm very intentional about my health, but I've, I'm excited and I feel like I'm making progress. And I think that, you know, that it creates energy in itself. Um, I, I checked in on my wealth, doing good there. Business was probably my highest. Uh, it was just, it's just, I'm hitting it on all 12 cylinders. I even looked at travel, contribution. What are we giving? Are we traveling? Relationships. Um, recreation. Are you having fun? Are you all work in no play. So I'm literally always doing these things. This wheel is actually from Tom Ferry. And then I changed some of the names on the wheel. You can see where I crossed it out and I'm doing my own thing. You know, he put relationships. I put spiritual. How am I with God? There's nothing on here about God. He just has relationships. So I'm calling that like the God part of the wheel. Because really, you know, when you're feeling good about you and God, I think you can love other people, right? Self-loathing never served the world. But if you realize you're forgiven and you can forgive yourself for whatever failures you've had in your life, and we've all had them. But if you just keep beating yourself up, man, and, and, and you, you, you know, that will not be good. If, if you have the ability to love yourself in a healthy way, then you can love others. But most people who are angry and upset at themselves, 
have a hard time loving others. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing that every morning. My wife and I read together the Bible. We pray together. Um, haven't always done that, but we're doing a lot more of it now, especially because we were moved to Puerto Rico and it's just her and I, and I'm able to take mornings off till one. We went out this morning, tore up the island, like speed walking, and then we sit and have coffee together and we communicate. So I'm working on a relationship. I'm working on my health. I'm working on my relationship with God as we read the Bible together. And sometimes I'll read something, she'll read something. Then we pray, we pray over our kids, pray over our business. If someone's going through cancer or had a heart attack, then we're praying for them. Um, and we're just, you know, that's what you do. And it, it feels good. And then, you know, I know when I'm going to work, I know I'm going to start work at one o'clock sharp. Talk about banker's hours. It's great, but I've earned the right after 36 years. I've done some things. I can start work at one and I'm done at six. Six o'clock in Puerto Rico is three o'clock on the West Coast. I'm from the West Coast. So it's like kicking off every day at three. It's great. Then we go out, we either have dinner at home or go out with friends or get to do what we want to do. And I take Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays off three-day weekends, every weekend. So when you get intentional about your life, guess what I do every Friday morning? Golf. Guess what I do every Wednesday morning? Golf. There's the recreation. Some of you hunt. Some of you fish. Some of you kite surf. Some of you mountain bike. Some of you road race on bikes. Some of you do yoga. Some of you, you know, hike. You like to go hiking, uh, whitewater river rafting. Everyone has their different passion. Mine is golf. I love golf. Golf makes me doggone happy. So that's what I do. I'm not all work and no play. So you too, like, well, I, Brent, when I get there, then I'll take up a hobby. You need a hobby right now so bad it's not even funny. You cannot be all work and no play. You will snap. You need to, you need to not work 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, if you can't feed your kids right now and there's no food in the pantry, you should work 18 hours a day, seven days a week, short-term pain, long-term pain. You could solve your issue in the next two or three weeks done. And then back off to where you're working six days a week. And then once you get that, where you're really dialed in five days a week. And then when you're really dialed in more four days a week, then you could go part-time. And that's been the process I've gone through. And then you, plan out all your travel for the year and you just put it in, you go, you know, like I'm taking them up the September off. I'm being intentional about spending a month with my wife in the Mediterranean, doing a Mediterranean cruise In April, we're doing a river cruise for three weeks on a river, 21 day river. I've never done some of these things. And we're going to go see castles. We're going to go to Scotland. We're going to go all through, we're going to do all that stuff. And in, you know, the cool thing is everybody listening to this podcast, you can put it all together in the next five years three to five years. You could be there. It could be over with. But because you don't believe that, you may work for the next 20 or 30 years. But if you believe that you could get it done in the next five years by being super intentional, like you're going to say, if I'm going to have time and money in the next five years, what would that take? So if you don't ask yourself that question, you keep doing the same stupid stuff and you pay what's called the dumb tax. And paying the dumb tax is like, you didn't have to work for 30 or 40 years. You did it because that's what everybody does. Well, who says you have to live like everyone lives? That is a made up thing. Retirement, social security, people would build businesses and retire at 25 or 30. You know, I mean, they would get it done. And so there's a way to be intentional and get it done. But you guys have the question, how would I 
have time and money in the next five years. Is it selling 50 homes this year? No, you make a good living, sell 100, you make a good living. But what's it gonna take if to build something, a sales organization or a sellable asset, where you could sell it enough that invest the money, then have cash flow coming in to pay all your bills. Think, well, that's just not possible. Then you are correct, it's not possible for you. But it was for me, I've created everything I've created in the last five years. Now, part of what I learned over the past 30 years What's helpful for me to get it done in five, but there are people that are doing this at 30, people doing it at 25, people doing it at 35. So ask yourself those questions, come up with a plan, then implement. So I don't know if that was the answer you were digging for, fishing for, but that's my answer. I loved your answer and I love the conversation. And for me, as I was coming up through the ranks in business, I used to just be all business. And I had this one thing that I was yes. intentional on. And then as I, as I matured, I started realizing, oh, I can be locked in on my business and I can learn how to invest, which I didn't do when I was younger. And I can have a great marriage and I can be a great father and I can have my spiritual life and I can have my, my workout routine. And, and I actually discovered I could be scoring points in all of these different areas where when I was younger, I was just just locked in on the one thing. And you were a unicycle, right? A unicycle, (laughs) one, one, one wheel, baby. That's, that's exactly it, Brent. And, um, it, it, I was scoring great points on that one unicycle, but all these other areas of my life were just, they were not good. And so I, I learned to be intentional and that I could actually score points in these different areas and I could still be as successful as I wanted to be career-wise. And I just want to encourage all of you to be thinking about, like, check in with yourself right now on your marriage. If you're married, like Brent and I are, you know, do you need to be putting more energy into your marriage or yes. with your children? You know, how are you doing with your children or, or your spiritual life? You know, how are you doing with your spiritual life or uh, on your fitness? You know, are you taking time to take care of your body. I I used to say I'm too busy on my business to take care of my health. And then I was, as I got older, I was like, man, I better change that one. (laughs) That's not going to turn out very good for me. So I've I've really, you know, worked on being intentional and, and being around Brent through the power of association and seeing how intentional he is, is really rubbed off on me. And that's why I wanted us to talk about this today. So you could really learn from what Brent had to share and my ideas as well. And as I always say, listen to the podcast seven times, put the thoughts into the subconscious mind, be intentional, share the podcast with your team. And that's going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Go podcast. Thank you, Eric. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you. You can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at EXP. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.